This Fantasy Life. Welcome to This Fantasy Life, a fantasy football podcast for our league and yours. I'm Chris. And I'm John. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 2. So two, keeping track of the episodes. <laughs> Always going to do it. Boards, and by the boards, we mean the Zoom. We got Brandon. Hello. King. He's in the house. King the overseeing house. us all. Um, all right. So the draft happened. We have drafted. Many of you have drafted out there in the world. We have football coming in a mere 48 hours from when we were recording this Tuesday night. It's happening. We didn't know. I think it's really good to have a draft really close to the first game. It yes. really put, gets you on your toes, but it seemed to take forever to get here. Yes. Yes. And we're still assuming the season is going to happen. It seems very, very close to actually happening. Um, I think we're at least going to reach Brandon's prediction that we'll have seven games and then they'll call it. Yeah. What could go wrong? Nothing. Well, I mean, even if, if we cancel, like our, our rule is if eight games makes a season and somebody yeah. wins because they were ahead after eight games, we're all going to be upset anyway. That's true. I'm going to be optimistic and say we're going to get through this entire gosh darn season, guys. I think you're right. So we are a podcast based in the Columbus, Ohio area. Um, we talk about our fantasy football league and others. You can find us and email us at thisfantasylifepodcast at gmail.com, which we probably should check that email sometime soon. Um, oh, I daily. Thought, I thought you were doing that. Oh, yeah. We're also I, on I've been doing it daily. Oh, good. Excellent. Any, any, uh, any notes? Um, I, I have a few things from uh, some erectile dysfunction things, but nothing mm. from a player. Some, uh, some, some princes in the mm. Middle East. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're also on Twitter, at TFLifers. That is as hot and active as ever as well. Um, and the most important part is that every week, starting next week, we're going to have uh, people on the bus. We have regular leagues that Chris, we're going to update. John? How could you get on the bus? Well, it's very, very simple. You can uh, cool. contact us through email, thisfantasylifepodcast at gmail.com. The bus already has numerous members, dare I say, uh, that we're going to be in contact with this week. So if you want to talk some smack about your league, um, boast a little bit, um, let us update your league that does not have a fantasy football podcast, that's what we're there for. And because we still have generous sponsors, it's still absolutely free to do. As of right now, it's absolutely free. This service is at no cost to you. You can take advantage of a service that you probably aren't going to find anywhere else in central Ohio. In these dire times, though, we may need to start charging for this. But as of right now. There's no more going out to the mailbox to get a newsletter that somebody typed with full of spelling errors and grammar problems. No. Not no only more. could you contact us to get your league on the bus, where we're going to update your league on their stats every single week. You can be a part of the podcast. It's easier than ever. Before, we went through all this rigmarole with microphones and soundboards and cords and eight-inch eight and fourth-inch and quarter-inch, whatever, jack. That's a lot of inches. Inches. That's what she said. There's um, one thing now, you know. <laughs> oh. we, are, we are Zooming this podcast every single week, so it's easier than ever to be a part of it. Email us. Tweet at us. Find us anywhere else you can. Get in the life. And a special um, thanks to Omaha Steaks for sponsoring us this week. More importantly, we want to thank our sponsor, Deep Green Lawn Service. Excellent. Uh, serving all of your fertilization, aeration, making your yard beautiful um, needs in the Columbus, Ohio area. I am not only the president, I'm also a member. Wait. Um, oh, I yeah. think I got that right, right? 
Yeah. Uh, so it's close. Sure. Your yard looks fabulous. No, I, mean, they, I, I have a, this is, a, this is like a legit testimonial. Deep green lawn service was in my, in my yard so many times this year. Um, it went from looking mediocre at best, uh, dare I say bad, to almost an actual lawn, a true miracle working. Well, your yard was a victim of your yard's care skills. Yes. So initially it looked like a desert out in Arizona, and now it is lush and green, and you want to just run through it barefoot. Yes, there are moments this summer where I actually just wanted to just roll around in the grass. Yes, beautiful. But we are a grass podcast. We are a fantasy football podcast. Let's get to it. This past Sunday, we had our fantasy football draft. This league has been going on for pertinent near 15 years. Long time. Um, So what we're going to do is we're going to overview our draft, talk about um, some of the picks that happened, talk about some picks that we loved, talk about some picks that we hated, um, and then we're going to move on to just some thoughts and predictions about week one. And then John has his annual projections of how, uh, based on the draft, how these teams are going to finish. Very exciting. That sounds kind of fun. Yep, let's get started. So the draft, we're a 10-team league, PPR. Um, The draft, I would say, went uh, mostly um, according to plan. There were a couple surprises here and there. John, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us how you felt about your draft overall, leaving uh, Sunday afternoon. How'd you feel? Well, first off, uh, let me say this. Every league kind of has somebody who is a jerk during draft time. And I feel like I fulfilled that spot well on Zoom. Uh, And I would actually, and I know this is going to sound rough, but from the bottom of my heart, I do want to apologize to my league for being kind of a jerk during draft time. Vince Lombardi said, show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. But I was the winner and I kind of overdid it. So I'm sorry that I rubbed it in your noses so much and I promise I'll be better next year. Man, the pandemic has really changed you, John. Moving forth, um, as a, if you listened last week, you heard that I do want I did want Clyde and I got him. Uh, I was glad that he showed up. Although when you had took Derek Henry, that Henry that sort of changed my uh, what sort of made it the one I had to get. Um, and so then I, I really the first six I had a little board next to me where I had my choices and some options for those six rounds, and I was pretty close to getting everybody I wanted. Yeah, we can go now. So John was the ninth pick. He was the winner last year. We had a new player who was in a 10th. Um, and going down John's picks quickly, Clyde Edwards, Aaron Jones, Odell, Mark Andrews, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Swift, DJ Moore, Marquise Brown, C.D. Lamb, Zach Moss, some guy named Lamar Jackson, who was a keeper, and Latavius Murray. Um, so yeah, yeah, so I got to keep Jackson and DJ Moore. So that yeah, was a pretty nice right. base to start with. Yes. So I would say I was pretty happy. I think Edwards Hilaire is kind of a risky rookie thing. And you kept screaming at me that he's only 19 years old as if that had something to do with it. But he's really the only thing they've got. And everybody wants a piece of that Kansas City offense, right? Yeah, uh, I will admit that if you took um, Derrick Henry, or if if I had to have taken Clyde Edwards, I probably would have in your position. I think that was the thing to do. Um, What about you? uh, Well, John, I mean, your 16th pick. We can't, we can't go without, (laughs) you know, I mean, I'm not going to say it was like the last girl at the dance and I'd had a few too many, but 
I had to. Alshon is on my team again. I mean, star-crossed lovers. Uh, it, it must be. It's, it's like that cyst that won't go away. Um, yeah, I, I felt pretty good about mine as well. I was, I was not expecting to be able to land Derek Hendry at eight, um, but I did. That was pretty awesome. Um, Josh Jacobs was my second-round pick. I'm, again, not crazy about Josh Jacobs, but for me to be able to go with uh, two RB1s uh, was kind of the plan. That was able to happen. Um, I was forced to take a Cowboy in round three, which, again, um, I, I feel ashamed about. But I got Amari Cooper. Um, and then A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Will Fuller in the sixth round, which I'm really excited about, um, him being the number one receiver in Houston with Deshaun Watson. Um, I think he's going to have a, a killer year. Um, Tariq Cohen, again, just a running back to fill out that roster. Um, A.J. Green, King, uh, Bingle. Uh, took a flyer there in the eighth round, but I mean, what AJ if, is a lot like Alshon. He's hurt all the time. But as uh, Matthew Berry said in one of his articles recently, what if AJ Green is AJ Green this year? Matthew Berry's a hack. What if? Um, and then rounded it out with DK Metcalf in Seattle, who I like a whole lot as well. Uh, Mike Williams in uh, the Chargers land. Um, a little bit high on the Giants, which is probably a mistake. I got Sterling Shepard and Daniel Jones. Um, and then my keeper was George Kittle in the 14th round. Not bad there. So, yeah, I feel pretty good. I think I've got a pretty balanced team. Um, I went pretty heavy in the receivers, and uh, I went straight receivers in rounds three to six. Um, but my, I just kept seeing players there that I thought were of value. So a little worried about the running backs. Um, but if mine work out, then I should be good. So you were eighth and I was ninth. So obviously every round, round one of us was undercutting the other one. Yes. Um, and you took Amari Cooper. Why did you take Beckham? I took Beckham after him. Um, was that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it, it's just Cleveland. I just, I mean, I, I guess. But you're high I, on I, the Giants? I am done with the Cleveland hype. And until I have any kind of actual confidence in that offense being consistent, which again is what you want most out of a fantasy player. Um, I just, I've gotten burned too many times. Odell, especially, I just, I, we have no idea what the Browns are going to look like this year. Um, was it with Amari Cooper? Um, he's in Dallas. Uh, that offense obviously has a, a ton of, ton of um, firepower and he's uh, ostensibly the one receiver there. So um, the, I guess the, the upside of Amari Cooper was way higher than Odell. I think both of those players are going to be the long, the long guns. Yes. And, you know, there's Galloway and or, uh, Gallup and, um, and C.D. Lamb in, uh, in Dallas. And, yeah, Jarvis Landry. There are some, some possession receivers in Cleveland, too. So I think they're both kind of not risky, but it's going to be a boomer bust kind of thing, I think, a lot of times. Yeah, and those receivers for real life that they're the long guns, you know, they can have they can have a 40-point game, and then they're going to go through a couple weeks where they get you two, three, four points. And, yeah, you're just kind of – you just know that when you draft them. Yep. King. Um, King, yeah. Yeah, that's me. Is Zeke? Yeah. Zeke. I took Zeke, uh, number three overall. Um, and Kenyon Drake, Kenny Galladay, Melvin Gordon, Terry McLaren, Devin Singletary – uh, your boy Debo Samuel, Golden Debo. Tate, Jared Cook. I uh, got Kyler Murray, Michael Gallup. I feel pretty – A lot of Cowboys, King. I know. It's very unfortunate. <laughs> it really is. I mean, you got to take the good teams. Sure. Oh, you took Tony Pollard, too, as a handcuff, eh? Oh, yeah. That's the only reason I have Tony Pollard is for mm -hmm. handcuff status. 
Yeah, been there. Um, but no, I feel good uh, with my running back selections. I feel less yeah. good with my wide receiver selections. Uh, so tell me about Kenyon Drake. What's what? What did you think about him? Because for me, he was always kind of a like definitely not a sexy pick. Uh, well, in Miami last year, he wasn't. He was very hot and cold in Miami. Uh, but the second he got to Arizona, he was just on fire all the time. And I feel like that system fits him really well. And mm-hmm. so I think he's going to have a much more consistent year this year. Were you glad that Sean picked Joe Mixon right before you? I was. I, <laughs> I would not have taken Joe Mixon. Really? For any reason, yeah. So would you um, have taken a receiver or say Sean had taken Kenyon? Um, if Sean had taken Kenyon, yes, I probably would have taken uh, either Julio Jones or Chris Godwin at that point. Interesting. I want to live in that alternate universe. Um, I think King's right about King and Drake. I think toward the second half of last year, um, you know, Arizona looked pretty dash darn, gosh darn good. Um, you know, Kyler Murray, I mean, they're, they're a young team. They're probably not going to make the playoffs or, you know, win 10, 11 games. But, man, they're just slinging that rock. And they, are, they looked really, really fun and exciting. And I think getting a piece of that pie is pretty smart. Yeah. So I kind of forget from last week, looking at the top row, the number one picks, how do we do on um, our predictions? I mean, I did predict Smith was going to take Patrick Mahomes. You did. You did. And he did. a great pick. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think we're pretty close. I think the biggest surprise has got to be Kamara at 10. Um, or, I'm sorry, Austin Eckler at 10. Um, and that was our new newest member of the league, Chris. Um I, I really like Austin Eckler this year. Him being by himself in L.A., I think, is just – I mean, I think he's just going to be a workhorse out there. You um, think he should have been picked really lower? John, what did you say? You think he should have been picked uh, in earlier? No, 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 no. I think him being a first-round pick is kind of surprising. Ah, yeah. Okay. But not unwarranted. Like we were talking about last week. You know, the, the two picks after that were both Packers, Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is just a little bit of um, – yeah. Get the system around the Packers this year. Gross. Yep. So um, I see Hans did pretty much what I did last year and took Kelsey as his second round pick. Yeah. Um, I think that's solid. I was really tempted to go Kelsey um, because one of the things that we do with when you have a, a tight end like that, you never have to worry about streaming. And so when you wait till later to get your tight end, you're always kind of streaming looking for gold. And you've got Kelsey, so that kind of saves you a um, a spot on the waiver list. Yeah, and um, and my I had another draft on um, last night Monday night, and I waited too long to get a tight end. Um, I kind of you know in, in this draft, I mean our league, I I had kept Kittle, and tight ends weren't really in the forefront of my mind. And yeah, I mean after those first few guys, it is kind of no man's land with tight ends. Um, and yeah, I may end up even streaming it in that league. You're right. I mean, Hans had a pretty interesting draft with the number one pick. Um, McCaffrey, obviously, then Kelsey, Chris Godwin. And then he went quarterback with his fourth pick with Deshaun Watson. Um, interesting, I think, without um, that person, DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> in, in Houston. And I'm curious to see if Deshaun Watson can still produce like he did in the past. Um, Hans then took somebody on my boo list, Robert Woods. Um, so, yeah, I think – Hans, Hans's receivers look like um, kind of like a coin toss. You know, it could be it could be great, but you can see some of those guys not working out also. 
His first three picks went pretty, were pretty solid, and then maybe the uh, maybe your treats got in the way because it started to fall off after that. He doesn't really have a, a the two decent running backs to start with. Antonio Gibson is going to be a, a, a guess going into the first couple of games, and he does not really have the pedigree to be a professional football player. They think he's great and athletic, but uh, it remains to be seen. Yeah, uh, and, just, and then he's picked up three tight ends which seems like wasted roster spots to me. Two, I can understand, but three, I don't really understand. Also, two quarterbacks. He, he took also Drew Brees in the 12th round. So Yeah, true. So he, I don't understand. Wonder, like, those are lops. So. Yeah, you got to wonder if he would have not gone with Deshaun Watson at fourth and taken, you know, um, a more solid player there. He could have still gotten Drew Brees in the 12th round. And what's really the difference there between, at the end of the season, Deshaun Watson without DeAndre Hopkins and Drew Brees? If I had to make a guess, I would say that Hans drafted with trades in mind. So wow. Trades? Maybe he stocked up on tight ends, planning to trade away Kelsey for something better. What? Man. Not something better, I guess, because nobody's I, really better than I him. would love to see that. And if Hans ever listens, I challenge him to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. That would be awesome. Um, yeah, but I think other than that, a pretty, um, pretty straightforward draft. You know, not many – Quarterbacks or tight ends in the first few rounds. Um, I yeah. think um, Allen went uh, a little um, a little different than we expected. Yeah, he's the only person to wait until the third round to get a running back. He went this Michael was a Thomas, z- zero RB Hopkins. look. Yep, and then David Johnson. Um, one thing that about that strategy, which I didn't know going into the draft, is that Allen was able to keep Chris Carson in round seven, which is uh, apart from Mike Kittle keeper, probably the best keeper in the draft because uh, Chris Carson was for sure going to go second, third, fourth round. Um, Lamar Jackson? Uh, I mean, yeah, still okay. quarterback. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all the same. All right. And um, so I think other than the Patrick Mahomes thing, I think everybody's first round went pretty much like we thought it would with just yeah. a few flip-flops here and there. I mean, Allen also, I mean, there are for sure some reaches in our draft. Um, but Allen taking J.K. Dobbins in the sixth round. Um, again, he had Chris Carson as a keeper in the next round. But um, J.K. Dobbins, of course, could have a great season. Uh, but he's a rookie. And getting him in the sixth round when there were still guys, you know, starting running backs left, um, you, know, you could call that a stretch. Yeah, there are lots of projections saying that J.K. Dobbins is going to get very little play. Mark yeah, I, Ingram's good. They have think, another backup running back. Um, and like, there's no reason to put him in. Yeah. I like the pick there, though, because he already has Mark Ingram from round five. He doesn't get another pick until round eight. So it makes sense to me that he would want to get Mark Ingram's backup while he's still available. He and br- also putting him at six means he's a keeper. Yeah. Fair enough. So that's something. Also, yeah. Rob Gronkowski – Gronk. He picked a Gronk around 10. I mean, that's value around 10, but doesn't Tampa Bay have a starting tight end? Um, I think it is Gronkowski. That's also what it I is? Think. Yeah, I yeah. think they got rid of the other guy. Oh, who's the, who was the other guy? Oh, the name Orlando Pace comes to mind. That is obviously very wrong. It's not Orlando, Orlando Pace. Pace. <laughs> Pancake man. Go Orlando Buck. Pace. Yes. That is the first name I thought of. Um. <laughs> No, I think that's, um, you know, actually this kind of came up as the draft progressed on Sunday, but 
I, I have become more and more high on the Buccaneers in general. Um, oh God. If, I, I think this is a scenario where we could see a, you know, Brett Favre in Minnesota-like season, a Peyton Manning in Denver-like season, where, yes, they're older, yes, they're changing teams, but they have that one season where it's new, it's new toys, it's a new venue, and they just ball out for a season. And that could happen with Fournette there now and Tom Brady and Gronkowski and Godwin and Mike Evans. Um, I, I kind of wish I would have gotten a piece of that Buccaneers pie um, in that draft. But, yeah, I mean, that, that could – I mean, it could also not go that way. That's how predictions work. But <laughs> I think that um, – I have you know, bad news I, for you. <laughs> I think uh, Brady's arm has lost its zip, so teams are going to find out that they don't have to cover long passes and they'll be able to tighten up and, and uh, take care of tight ends and that sort of thing. Maybe that Florida sun has loosened that zip up. I don't know. King, question. <laughs> That's probably not it. Um, I did a little research on the fly. O.J. Howard yeah. is the Buccaneers' tight end. They do uh, have him listed as a second string. I was going to say he is backing up Gronkowski. Gronkowski's number but one. I can't see. I also think Gronkowski's done too. Hard to take the season off and come back and, and be great. Yeah. Uh, but overall, yeah, I think it was, a, it was obviously a fun draft, best day of the year. Um, and, yeah, I mean, good luck to all the teams. And I think that uh, – I think most people left that draft feeling pretty good. So what could go wrong? Yeah, nothing that I know of. All right. Um, so looking ahead at week one, again, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, week one, we, um, we're not really on the waiver wires. We are not on – any kind of – like you are starting the guys that you drafted. Um, so what kind of concerns or thoughts do we have over week one? We got a game Thursday, and then um, every other game on Sunday apart from the double header on Monday night. Um, so, yeah, how are you feeling about week one? Uh, always nervous. I think week one is that important week where you're – if you lose, you're 0-1. You're, you're, you don't have a win. It always feels like, oh, you, might, you may never get another win. Uh, so I, think I always like to get get off on a win for week one to to keep my mojo going. Um, I what one thing that I don't really like about our league that I wish we would change is having the same schedule all the time, um, because I think it, it'd be more fun if we were playing other people. Like I've played you twice every year since I've been in the league, mm -hmm. um, and I mean I'm tired of beating you, so I'd like to play other people. But oh. I get to play Shilling first. And um, right now, you know, if you look at the projections, we're like four points apart. So it looks like it's going to be a tight one. Yeah, I think about you? one is a chance where, like, you know, there are lots of guys that you're excited about. And, you know, you may even take a chance week one, like, oh, you know, I like this guy's matchup. But I think probably the smart advice is to tweak one, go with the guys that you know are going to score some points. Um, but I think there's always that temptation week one to maybe take a chance here and there. But, you know, I think we see this every year. You know, there are lots of surprises week one of the season. You know, teams that you have, have no expectations of blow out a team that was a playoff team the year before. Um, we we got to keep in mind, too, that there's been no preseason games, as useless as those games are. Um, I think, you know, they are, they are useful in some ways in terms of getting guys and reps and figuring out, you know, uh, depth charts and things like that. There's a good chance we can see some injuries. Um, week one because of the of the layoff and of the offseason? Something I was thinking of, I think we're going to see quite a few hamstring injuries. 
um, because that's what generally happens during the preseason. And since there is no preseason, nobody's really played like completely full. And I think we're going to see some problems. Yeah. Um, King, week one, how are you feeling? Um, not great, uh, but I generally don't feel great going into week one. Right. Uh, so I don't think that's anything out of the ordinary, but a lot of my uh, top guys have some pretty tough matchups. So hopefully it's just okay. uh, get, get this out of the way and move on to a, a great season. You do have um, some fresh blood as your first opponent. You got Chris, our newest member. However, the, uh, a great team name, Hooday and the Blowfish. Uh, yes. An amazing name. Um, yeah, but King, you got Kyler Murray, Zeke. You got Zeke going up the, against the Rams and um, Aaron Donald. So, yeah, that could be a tough matchup. Um, Johnny, you are going up against Schilling. Um, you got your boy Lamar Jackson, and he is going up against the football team that is located in Cleveland. Uh, they're called the Browns. So, again, a tough matchup there. Um, Kansas City with the Thursday night opener against the Texans. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of unknowns still. And I'm going up against Hans with the first pick overall. So I've got to contend with uh, Christian McCaffrey, Chris Godwin, Deshaun Watson. Also, McCaffrey is going up against the Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas, the Raiders, the Raiders. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of unknowns, but, uh, man, the, the anticipation is is palpable. Indeed. All right, uh, we're going we're gonna to round out this week uh, with some projections. Every year, Johnny, you uh, do some pretty fancy projections based on our league's draft. You want to talk to us about that? Fancy schmancy. It's from a website called Rate My Team, and this year it's been especially good because every year I've usually had to plug my plug every team player in to um, get their ratings, and this year they are lined up with ESPN, and they rate your league uh, automatically. They rate everybody. Um, so um, I've had a little problem. It just <laughs> the site just kind of went away, but I'll go ahead and start and hope it comes back in a minute. Uh, so it rates your team, it gives you a grade, and then it also tells you uh, what percentage of a chance you have of making the playoffs. And in that percentage, it uh, it'll give you if you have outstanding uh, management, if you have average man management, or if you have below average management, and it'll tell you what percent you get into in the playoffs. And of course, the person with the lowest, um, the lowest percentage, and has a C for their grade, would be Brian Smith. And with great management, he has a 45% chance of getting in with average management 25. And I think this might be a new record. With uh, poor management, he only has a 4% chance to get into the playoffs. Uh, also getting a B is the Giant Slayers, uh, Sir King's team. He has a 55% chance to a 35% chance. And if he sucks at managing, he has a 17% chance. I like those odds. We, <laughs> so you say there's going to be a chance. Um, Chris also has a B, and he has a 65% chance, 45% chance, or with really poor management, which, Chris, you would never have. No nope. 28% chance. Alan, also with a B, has a 65% chance. 
a 45% chance or a 28% chance with poor management to get into the playoffs. And Schilling also with a B has a 55% chance, 40% chance, or with little to no management, a 19% chance. All right, and then sitting at a B is Sean, and he has a 60% chance, a 45% chance, and a 24% chance if he sucks at uh, management. You know, at a B we, should plus, say, we should mention uh, Sean, unfortunately, could not join us at the draft. So right. Entirely auto-drafted and has a better team than some people that were actually there. That's true, but didn't you also auto-draft for Smith? Uh, no, I did not oh. auto-draft for Smith. You mean he did that all by himself? Uh, <laughs> he did the first nine, ten rounds by himself, and then he gave me suggestions for the last six. I mean, I've got to say, I think 4% for bad management is the lowest I've ever seen in my life. All right, so um, the new blood, the Weebs, who is um, Who Day and the Blowfish, uh, which I think is a Cincinnati reference? Yes. Yeah. And who and, uh, there's who another Cincinnati – who was responsible for bringing another Cincinnati fan in the league? Hey, it wasn't me. <laughs> you know, I like um, to be the only one. I know. Uh, I thought there was only one in Columbus. Uh, but there's but Hude gets a B plus, And so he is the third best, according to the Rate My Team website, for drafting at a 70% chance with excellent management, 50% chance with average management, and a 34% chance with not good management. So um, – I mean, that's something to look for. I'm trying to think if we – we probably don't really know how these actually work out. Um, no, if we're a really good podcast with a research team, we would. Yeah. We, that's usually a producer's job, isn't it? Who's the yeah, producer? I'm the talent, so. Yeah, and, and I'm none of those things. Um, and then the commission, I believe this is the highest the commission has been in all, uh, all this. I'm sorry, Huday was four and commission is three. And he got a B plus with 70, 50, and 34 as well. So maybe his so best draft ever. I think, I think according to Rate My Team, he killed it this time. Yep. And I had predicted last week that the commission was going – that his run of being in the playoffs and, and being good was over. But uh, who knows? Um, and then the number one pick, you would expect the number one pick to have the best draft. He didn't, but he had the second best. And he got an A-plus with an 85, 75, and 66% chance of getting in the playoffs. All right, and that wraps up our uh, draft ratings. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I think there's one more. No, no, I think we're done. No, I've only counted nine. And when you plug in the best draft and it comes up, it has, it has who had the best draft of the, the night, and that happened to be my team. And I had an A-plus as well, and I had an 85% chance, which is equal to Hans's, of getting in with good man great management, an 80% chance with average management, and Hans was at 75, and then a 68% chance with poor management, um, which Hans had a 66. So that's how I was able to nudge him out of first place for best draft of the night. Um, and I completely plan on at best mediocre management. So I have about two thirds of a chance of getting into the playoffs. Well, according to footballguys.com, you are correct. Yes, that is, that, that is great. My team at footballguys.com. Thank you so much to them and to Omaha steaks for <laughs> uh, sponsoring us today. Uh, also, Omaha. for those, 
for those at home uh, wondering if maybe it's a little coincidental that John did the ratings and John had the best team, uh, don't worry, you're not alone. We're all... (laughs) Someone picking up the numbers, dare I say. I am very honest. Are you the football guy in (laughs) footballguys.com? Well, I, I mean, I did create the algorithm. Oh, okay. However, when you see Smith as, as a C, you're kind of like, well, it makes sense. Right. So. All, right. All right. That's it for the ratings. Um, normally, we do an injury report, but as we said, we don't really know too many injuries. We expect them to happen more for next week. I haven't heard of anything. Chris, have you heard anything major? Um, um, breaking news was Von Miller. Looks like he's out for the season. Not a fantasy uh, concern. But Von Miller not looking good. Uh, in terms of the good news, we're thinking Debo Samuel is going to be in the lineup for week one in the Bay Area against Arizona, uh, which is great news for Debo uh, fantasy football owners. Um, but, yeah, apart from that, nothing, nothing major, which is good news. One positive coronavirus test today in the NFL, uh, and that's it. So also pretty good for all, all, everybody involved. Who was it, McCaffrey? Um, well, they didn't name the name. Which but the rumor is it's McCaffrey. Yeah, I'm not sure what the protocols are in terms of, like, I, I imagine if it's somebody that's important, we'll know. But if we don't know, then it, they're not important. <laughs> it's probably, like, the manager for team trainers or something. Yeah, like the top boy or, um, you know, <laughs> Dak Prescott. Jerry Jones. Yeah. All right. All right. I think that's it. Yes. Yes, uh, next week we'll have some more traditional segments. We'll have the injury report. We will have the bus. We'll be catching up all of our leagues because next week we would have watched football in the National Football League in the year of our Lord 2020, and that's an exciting thing to think about. And be sure to get in touch with Chris to get on the bus. Get on the bus. This Fantasy Life Podcast at gmail.com on Twitter. At One, two, F-Lifers. three, King, play us out. <laughs>